We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property Manager. Welcome to the big truths of small business. I'm Travis Castle. I'm here with our co-host, Joe Watkins. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. Good, man. Good. I love the music in the background. It's a little, a little different. Small business sponsored by SRN. That's who we are. Welcome to the show, guys. That's who we are. Well, man, I tell you what, uh, today I'm excited about this topic. This is, um, man, this is, this is a cool topic. Today we're going to talk about you, not, not going to end it there. We're going to talk about you versus your business plan, Joe. You versus your business plan. You versus your business plan. Well, let's tell the folks who we are. We who are the big trees of small business. We? we are sponsored by Yes, I Rent. What do we do here? We philosophize, pontificate, uh, discover, realize nuggets about small business and small business owners. Truth nuggets. We're looking for the truth. We espouse quite a bit of truth. We don't necessarily have all the truths. Right. We are looking for the truth. Right. But in our discovery of the truth, we love doing the podcast and bring you in, into, into our basement discussions. Yeah, we're going to talk about our business, which is a, a real estate business, a property management business located in uh, Metro Atlanta. And so you're going to hear that uh, from time to time and, and pretty much where the shows come from. I don't know how much we discuss this, Joe, but the show's pretty much come from our business. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's Joe and I kicking around decisions that have to be made, restructuring, uh, hiring decisions. All the small business kind of meat and potatoes end up on the show here. And today's very much that type of show. In one week from the day, we have a very much awaiting or, or very much, uh, what's the term, kind of build up to a discussion around our business plan as it as it as it uh, as it relates to marketing well and 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 really the the weight of this topic is what we're really talking about is where we're going to spend money and, and where we're going to spend time and and, we're, and we're throwing around you know we're throwing around a ten thousand dollar bill for marketing uh we're throwing around my time maybe being close to full time just in in the, the lead gen marketing side of the business travis's full time being in closing those leads a significant amount of the owner's time and money in this side of the business and hey it's pretty scary so we need to have a real business plan on it and so what we decided to do and this is why we're discussing this today we decided to Basically have a, a, a meeting next week with us two and, and our main guy, Don. All three of us are coming to the table with our unique and well thought out and documented idea about who our target audience should be, what the pricing structure should be, what incentives should be, where how it should be uh, deployed, who's going to deploy it. I mean, all these things. Well, we're bringing a business plan. We're bringing a business plan. And, and, and so what, what's going to be interesting about this method, we need a name for this method. I don't, I don't know what you, it's, it's a strategy session, but where we're at in our business 
is we, we got to have decisions. You know, business philosophy is a lot of what we talk about on the show. It's a lot of fun, but just like those of you who may be listening, ultimately, when your philosophy meets a real decision, that's when things get real. Oh. I mean, you know, and, and when that decision then has a check that gets written after it's made. Time, talent, that's resources. Gets, that's when it gets You really don't get rough. back that time. And you don't get back that money. So getting it right matters. And, and the method that you're talking about, we can name it. It's the prosecution method. The prosecution method. I like that. Did you just come up with that? I did. I like that. We're, we're going to bring each of our ideas to the table. And the idea is that, that we're going to present and defend our business plan while, the, while the, the group prosecutes it. So those listening again may not know that Joe certainly missed his calling. He, he's one of the guys that, while he's, he's been very successful in the real estate business, this would be F. Lee Watkins sitting across from me. Mm, Joe I I should, I should have been it. an attorney. Should have done should it. Should have been an attorney. So yeah, I kind of yeah. think the other people in the room, Don and, and myself, we sort of pride that we, we might could have been pretty decent prosecutors here. Maybe defense attorneys. I feel like I would have been more like a defense attorney. Uh, but in any respect, that's the method we've talked about taking is you're going on trial with your business plan. And the other people aren't just impartial jurors, by the way. Now, that is a little different. These people are having to get in the boat with you, right? So there's some going to be some passion next week. We will bring the results of that. I think we should. Yeah, and, and, th- and this show. is what brought the show to mind because what? why are we doing it that way? We're doing it that way because what we know to be true and self-evident is that left to our own devices and all of the the business marketing that's coming to us telling us what we should do and how we should do it, that we could we could sit down and write a business plan that sounds good, feels good, smells good. I mean, it's the one that's gonna just blow this thing off the off the you know off the, the top here. Are we really going to do all that? Are we really going to execute in that way? Is that really the talent we have at the table? Is that the money we're willing to spend? There's just too many questions that can come into mind here when we are writing down, and we were going to name it this. If we're going to go to the bank and borrow money, we put our very best face, some may call it a facade, forward. Hey, bank, here's my business plan so I can borrow money. I wonder what version, what percentage of that business plan actually gets executed on. So this is, are you, are you, are you, are you lying to yourself saying that the bank business plan, the one you're presenting the bank is the one you're actually going to do? Well, I, we believe that our, our prosecution method is going to, it's going to uncover the, the truth. Well, it, it's right? what, it's what actually happens with the bank underwriter when you're not in the room. We're, we're actually going to be in the room. You know, when that, when that underwriter starts looking at your assets versus the money you're wanting to borrow, Starts looking at, wait a minute, this guy doesn't really have any teeth. <laughs> and it looks like the bank is taking all of the risk. There, there's, you don't really have a way of countering that now. How does the bank deal with that? So I was going to uh, tell you earlier, Joe, was for the most part, the bank looks at most business plans. And, and what do they know? They know you're not actually going to execute far and away in the way that you've presented the plan. So how do they offset that? They want collateral. Right. Mm-hmm. What real estate do you own? How many times have you applied for a loan, uh, a signature loan of some type, uh, uncollateralized loan? And the bank come back, say, you know, we'll do the loan. 
we're going to need some collateral. There, we mentioned this in the Rental Property Hangover podcast we do, by the way, the Rental Property Hangover podcast. It's a very popular, growing podcast. It's on fire. We just mentioned this and that, which is it's called it's called leverage. It's called uh, we call it something else beside leverage. Leverage, but but that's basically it's we hedge, hedge hedge. The bank hedges their risk by getting more from you, more collateral from you, and. Yeah, they do that because the reality is, is your plan has risk involved in it. And so every plan will. We can't we, we, we can't check all the boxes. But in our prosecution method here, we're going to uncover some things that by ourselves and on our computer as we write the plan up is going to be uncovered. So let's help each other out a little bit in, in leading up to next Wednesday. Because another term, I think, you know, we'll go ahead and use it now because I think we use it every show. Uh, it's one of our, one of the and the reason we do. I mean, I say that, but the reality is, it's such an important thing, and it, honestly, it's what we're discussing is self awareness. How self aware? How how can I look in the mirror and begin to tell myself the truth? Now, maybe the reality is I actually can't do that, right? Maybe I need to accept the idea that I've got so much at stake with this business plan working out. I have such a vested interest. I have such a bias to reference. You have an anchor bias. You have a, uh, there's all kinds of biases here that come in play. Perhaps I need to figure out how to counter that. So maybe leading up to next week, um, one thing that, that, that we might could look at would be who, what questions would we ask ourselves that could possibly reveal this and who other than ourselves could answer those questions for us. Like, for example, let's say the commitment that 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 you're going to bring to the table, and you're not, hopefully, but you're going to bring the tables. Guys, I'm going to work 70 hours a week. You know what? To get this done, I'm going to work 70 hours a week. Well, the reality is, you know, you and I talk all the time. That, that's like the last thing you need to be doing is working 70 hours a week at this point in your life. But it would make your business plan work if you did it. Right. right. So you, you, you got to have maybe some uh, somebody to shine some light. Well, well I like that. Uh, that's a good point. I, 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 my, the, the first person that comes to mind for me, number one, number uno, is your spouse. Um, your spouse probably is a lot more intuitive about you and what's good for you than we even want to listen to because maybe we, you know, in, in, in these conversations I have with my spouse, maybe it, it garners up some, some, even some conflict at times, but the reality is they're for you. If your spouse is for you, they can, they can reveal and shine some light on some, some, some questions. I'm actually going to go to mine and say, go to Shannon and say, Hey, this is what we're discussing next week. Give me, ask me three questions I should be thinking about before I, I enter that before I come up with my plan, you know, me, you know what I, you know, the stresses I bring home, you know, you know, what's important. You, you know, what's in bank accounts. What, what, what should, should I be asking myself? Ask these questions. I think a spouse is, is a perfect one. There's a great point. I, and, and why would you ask your spouse? Cause they, they, they want good for you. Right. And so you, you, you need to ask some other people that would want good for you. What are other people in your life that would want, to help you, you know, 
have balance and be good. Well, look, I, I think if you are a business owner and you're going to be working very hands-on in your business, the 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 built-in problem with it is now now you and I got each other and we got Don here. We can kind of uh, you know beat each other up in a in a safe environment, hopefully. But you know, the reality is, who would, who would you hire to do this position? Would would perhaps a method here, Joe, be to build out a job description? Take that job description and look at it. I, I, I guess one of the first questions I would ask would be, would I apply for that job? Maybe the next question would be, would I hire me? And then if I hand this off to anybody that's ever worked with me professionally, do I have an old boss somewhere? Who I mean, you know, a lot of us, your old boss had to, had to evaluate your skill set. And it doesn't mean you haven't grown and you haven't changed, and hopefully you have and people do. But... You know, I kind of like the idea of let's go ahead and build out this job description that we're asking you to take on, and let's be for sure that the skill sets here actually match what you're doing, and you're not just doing it because you're the business. You're talking about inside the business plan. How about inside of the business plan? Yeah, I mean, so I've got uh, several people over the years that have come to me and have presented their business plan about what they want to do. Uh and it's it's interesting when you're outside of it and looking in how fresh your eyes are. So I, I do think I, the spouse is one I would want to ask. I would also want other business people that have a, a balance in life, that, that are not just super successful in, in, in business, but they're super successful in life and business. And, and, and present your ideas to them in full and and let them openly and freely pick apart, pick them apart. So you got to find those people that are willing to do that. That's not everybody. You, you've got to create that environment for them to be able to. That, that's a pretty big ask, but chances are they're floating around. I mean, people do love to help. If, you they, know. if they care about you and, and you open that door and they're that kind of person. I mean, you, you can't pull that out of somebody who, who, doesn't, who's, who doesn't like conflict, for, for instance. You know, people come to me because they know I'm going to give them the truth and I'm, I'm okay with the conflict. And so I'm a good one to ask. <laughs> you are a good one to ask. <laughs> so you got to find a guy like that. That's right. That's right. So in, in terms of the business plan, so so here, here we are again a week out and we're trying to develop a, a strategy here that's ultimately going to take up our time, t- take up our money. And I'm thinking again of that bank underwriter. Right, because I'm going to respect your time in this meeting. I'm going to really need to bring. I'm re- I'm going to need to be thinking about the other side of my proposal, just like any situation, just like any. You know, you said this earlier. Any negotiation, I really need to know how you are going to receive that and what your questions may be. So, I think any good prosecutor, before they reveal a a case to the jury, I mean, they're putting that case on trial themselves. Absolutely. Mock, mock trials, right? That's right. There should be mock trials. There should be, uh, I, I would want to go, if I'm building a plan out, I would want to uh, run across the people I see in that plan. Some of the the ideas I have for them doing, for them to do. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you got to, through the process, you have assets and you have you have uh, resources. The most important one probably being people resources, and so 
include them in the process. I think that's a very important part of this. Include them in the process. So when you're, you know, executing this plan, starting to implement it, they're on board. I mean, I, I think that's part of what we are doing next week by bringing Don into the room. He needs to be on board. He's going to be executing a lot of this stuff. He needs to be on board with what we're doing and how we're thinking. And he's able to present this in a way he needs to, to, to begin to navigate the operation side to handle what's going to be coming in. Yeah, so that, that's a good point. Because the reality is when you're meeting with, with partners or uh, at any high level like that, it might sound real good in that room for everybody that's in that room. But, I mean, how does, how does that decision that the business owner makes or the business owners make, how does it affect everybody? I mean, it's a, tr- it's a trickle-down decision at that point. So, yeah, you got to vet everybody really, uh, in, in terms of how that affects them anyway. And, and can they perform in especially that? Especially in small business. Request. I mean, we're, we're, everybody is replaceable. Yes. But to the small business guy, it's a lot more time mm. to replace. You don't have a HR department. Uh, you miss, you know, in, in a small company, you miss key people quickly. And, and we're, replace, we're replacing one right now, and we're going to fill it. And so um, it's super important to really understand how they all fit in the equation. That is part of your actual plan. Is the, the people re- I mean, resources in your business plan is a huge part of it, people being one. Then the other one is another big one is the, the finances. What finances are you, are you deploying and uh and 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 defending that investment in your plan what is the return on those investment dollars what are the ret- that return better be more a higher return than say the stock market you shouldn't invest in your business if you can do better in the stock market well and 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 the other part because i think a big part of this show was what are we putting on paper versus what's real and 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 we got to deal with what's real so when will you see that return I mean, look, most small businesses are underfunded. That's the number one reason uh, why most guys go out of business. I mean, there's multiple arguments around that, but at the end of the day, they run out of money. So are you, are you well capitalized here for this type? You know, there might be business plans that work if you've got two years to execute. There might be some that work at five years. We're being taught in the technology arena that if you could basically give your services away and burn money through funding for five or 10 years, right? That's what their trajectory is, but that's based on having a lot of cash to burn. So I think the get real, you know, financing part of it is when do I really expect this new strategy to pay off in real revenue back to my business? And you should do that in a spreadsheet. You should really put the numbers in a spreadsheet. Um, you, You need to see if you can float the business through this growth plan that you're executing if that's what you're doing you know the what how long of sustainability can you sustain if some of the things you're doing doesn't work and you have to modify mm-hmm. right and so it's uh it's something that's hard to do but i would suggest that you shouldn't be implementing a plan that that uses a lot of fin- financial resources without that that spreadsheet that helps determine if that return on investment is strong enough. Now, what, what is strong enough? I mean, it would different, be different for each business, but 
you know, as I see it, uh, j- just in short, I-, I will say this. We recently here about a year ago bought some property management contracts in our business. And that, that required a significant cash investment. How, how do we make that decision? How do we know what we can pay where the return on that investment makes sense? And I'm going to say it this simply. Um, if the money we're putting in it, that money is either A, borrowed, or that money is cash that could be invested somewhere else. So the first thing that has to happen is, is the, the return on, that, on this investment in, say, our, the growth of our business has to exceed the return that money can make somewhere else. Sure. Otherwise, that, that money needs to be put somewhere else. And so let's just say that you can confidently borrow money at, at, at 6 or 8%. I'm just making a number up. Uh, I think that most people with decent credit and some kind of business has been around can probably borrow money between six and eight percent. Um, you know, I I, I want to see because your time's included here too. I need to see a a twenty percent return on that money invested to make it worth buying those contracts. For instance, the cool thing about buying those contracts is this instant revenue. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of any of these return conversations because the math can change or, or, or not, not the math, but the decision can change, right? Based on the horizon here. I mean, I might be willing to lose money. I mean, lots of business will lose money for a while. Sure. But, but, but somewhere in there's a return somewhere, somewhere you've got to, yeah. And you've also got to have some, uh, even different rates of losses might be a part of it. it. I, a, I, a, I might be willing to lose, you know, $25,000 the first year, Second year, I might be willing to lose 10, but year three, I need to break even, you know? So if I'm in year three and I'm still burning 25 grand, okay, well, we're off the business plan now. Now we've got other decisions to make. Right, which, which has to do with how much money you have available to make that, that investment. Other, others may have no extra cash. They're pulling it out of operating cash and, and they're slimming other departments. They're... Uh, potentially cutting their own personal finances if it's a really small business uh, to make this, this these decisions that in this business plan, and it's just it's super important now. But but also you know small businesses with 200 employees and 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 have a very successful business, but maybe they're shrinking, and maybe their investment includes something so major that it requires a, a some kind of debt piece. Um. You know, maybe they even have some some private investors in their business, and, and they've got to make sense of that debt piece. I mean, there's there's a lot of pieces and parts here, but it needs to be on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got to make a financial return. It's got to make sense. Well, uh, and again, when you, when when you're putting things on spreadsheets that are projections, your biases uh, sneak into those spreadsheets. Right, so you, they do. You, you've got to. Now, here's one thing: you're not biased. I can make a spreadsheet say what I want, so that's a good point. Uh, and, and so that's that's a whole other show. Yeah, but well, here's one thing: you're not biased about is what were your sales last year? What what is the actual data from from the accounting record? And how much money do you really have in the bank? <laughs> like like you may argue with yourself about how much of that money to spend, but you're not going to argue with yourself about how much is actually there. So there are some things that you can get out of the subjective realm and put into the objective realm. And the more of those we got, I felt like the closer to a, a decision that we make. Here, here's a, here's a, a piece of this 
of a business plan that I think that a lot of entrepreneurs maybe under, I don't know if say under or overestimate. Uh, they probably overestimate their own ability to execute some things. And so in their plan, they may assign themselves too much. And they become the bottleneck to the success of the plan. Most often, I would say. So let's just raise that as a red flag that if you can develop a business plan where you feel like you're way underutilizing yourself in the plan, that's probably going to be a better version of a business plan because when you're actually going to execute this thing, there's going to be so many other places you didn't think about that, that you're going to have to stand in the gap. That, that incorporating yourself in as a full-time job to do certain things could actually hurt the overall plan. Yeah, I heard somebody say one time that anything that's hard to do, that you perceive as hard to do, is actually the reality of living it out is actually much harder than you even perceived it to be. Right. So, I mean, I, I think in these business plans, especially look, we're talking about pitching for the bank, but if you're just writing something here for yourself and you're trying to get some direction to make some decisions on, I think that's a valid uh, point to make, which is, you know, I, I'm going to assume it'll take $10,000 to get there, but you know, what if it took 20? Am I able to pull that off? I mean, I'm going to assume it's going to take X hours a week out of B, or I'm going to assume I'm going to have to work in this role, but but what, what if it's actually a lot harder? And, and the question may not always be, I can just throw more money at it because mm. there's a point where you can't throw any more t- of your time at it. Even if you're willing to work 80 hours, you're not willing to work. There, there's not, you know, at some point you're sleeping, right? So at some point you're getting outside of yourself. I think if you can work off the assumptions, like you're saying that it actually happens earlier in the process than you're putting on paper, Right then you start beginning to develop a functional business plan and not, not one that's trying to BS an underwriter into writing you a check right. uh, that, that you know. <clears throat> there was one interesting thing years ago. Again, I can't credit anybody on this. You know, you take good stuff and you just begin to own it. And you just decide it's yours. It's not whoever you stole it from. That's what I like to do uh, with most everything I do and so. But this has to do with, you know, I'll liken it to that nasty email that you were going to send to somebody right? You are going to blast them. They wronged you. You have been wronged. You're going to straighten them out over an email. What a great idea that is. And you write that two pager and you are so satisfied with yourself when you feel you, you, you got it all out. But then there's some, some pause in you based probably on past experience of sending that very email where you, you actually don't send the email and, and you say to yourself, you know, if I wake up tomorrow and I feel the same way, I have the same venom, I'll go ahead and hit, you know, submit, right? I'm going to do it in a more lucid state is what I think you're saying. I think the business plan is very similar to that mm-hmm. in terms of I can get all emotional, I can get all jacked, I can watch Shark Tank, and, you know, man, I'm going to blow it out of the water. Well, that's all great, but before you quit the job, or before you do write that check for that marketing guru, mm. maybe let's be for sure that when we wake up the next day, maybe even 
Uh, you know, I don't want to procrastinate here, but maybe even over a period of a week, I want to read this plan every day. And if I'm consistently with it and feeling it, okay, I'm going with that because I'm probably going to be with that business plan next month and the month after. But chances are something's going to change in that business plan over the course of reading and rereading it. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Uh, just just put a little time in it. This is not something that you sit at your computer on a on a Thursday night at, at 8 o'clock and, and you get done at 11.30 and, and you've now you know, revolutionized your business with your business plan. It's just not what this is. <laughs> this is. This is a methodical approach. And I recommend, you know, going online, f- finding a reputable, you know, business plan, startup model, something. I, and I should have something that, to, to refer today to, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll stick something here in the notes. But, but some, some model that gets you started asking the right questions. Uh, and this is, again, not something you want to do every one night. You, you do need to sit on it. You do need to uh, think through all the impact of, of, of this plan, which is very different, again, than the plan that you are going to do in one hour to take to the bank. Yeah, that's right. That's why we almost called it that. I mean, this is, a, this is, this is real. This is really putting some analysis on what's really going on and what's what's really really can happen. What's really uh, going to get you to the next place and something you're really going to execute on. It's, it's not easy. This is not an easy thing to do. A business plan, probably, I dare say, eighty percent of businesses operate without a business plan right now. They do. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking was, was just the amount of written plans that the average small business is working off of at all is maybe in the single digits. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, it, but it does reveal how serious you are about your business. And again, we're doing this in a way to help uh, decision-making to, to have a, a compass, to have something to refer back to. So to, to again, to kind of get that, uh, get that guy out of you that may, pop up six months into the business plan and he may not be, or she may not be as excited about the business plan six months from now. We need to figure out that about ourselves and we need to put that in the business plan. Look, I don't want to put failure. I want, I don't want to build failure into it. I don't want to build negativity into it, but I need a business plan that if life happens to me, I can still execute. Cause here's what I do know. Life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form over the next year. And if my business plan requires me to be at peak physical condition and peak mental capacity, <laughs> then chances are I'm going to fail at that business plan at some point. Um, something else I had read one time, and I can say this, Joe, I'd be curious to get your feedback on this one because we do a podcast. And it's kind of a different thing to hear yourself Hear your voice recorded. You know, uh, it is weeks later. We're driving down the road. We we uh, find the podcast. We turn it on. I'm listening to myself in my car now through the speakers, and occasionally I go, you know, I don't know if I agree with that guy, and I realize that guy's me. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's something about, and this is so readily available on on everybody's phone that's listening or uh, so many devices. What if you recorded your thoughts? Here like on your business plan, like and you that. and you played that, and again, kind of that same method. Play that, them back yourself. Yeah, that same email method. Make the case 
to yourself. That's right. You got a great idea, hit the record button, make the case, and then tomorrow or several days later, listen to it. Hey, we, <laughs> we've done this with our podcast now, 30 plus episodes in, and and wow, uh, sometimes we convince ourselves on the podcast that we actually <laughs> knew what we were talking about on, on that subject. And other, other times we're like, good grief, maybe we should do some more research on that. I don't think we, we conveyed what we wanted to convey. We had more there. So no, that's a beautiful, what a great way to, to I think it's, uh, for me, instead of us writing it down when we're having these discussions, we need to do a little recordings yeah, of our discussions yeah. because we miss so many of those thoughts going to the next one. I want to give a couple key key components here that need to be in the business plan or maybe reasons for the business plan. Um, is your idea feasible? Or are you discussing a feasible idea? Have you done a feasibility study on your idea? I don't know that. There's a lot of people I know that have some some ideas out there that that they'll quit their job over without having done a, a feasibility mm-hmm. study, right? It's well because I think it to be true, it's true, or I think it's a great thing. I would use that product. No, that that's not how how it works. There's got to be some some feasibility study here. Um, you know, you want to you want to put a uh, a restaurant, you know, somewhere in your hometown. Uh, you've identified a spot for this restaurant because location does matter. You've done everything else to put together. You're a restaurant guy, so you've done everything else to get. You feel pretty good about your restaurant idea and your in your location. But you haven't done a feasibility study on the piece of real estate to see if it's actually could be even used for that purpose or rezoned for that purpose. Sure. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. That one thing can 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 knock the whole thing off. And so, you know, doing feasibility studies are important. Well, it's it, it's why, um, man, I tell you what, it's why a lot of guys succeed in areas that seem odd. To where you you know how, how many people? I mean, you know, I'm sure folks listening know somebody. We all know somebody, and they they produce this odd little part for. Uh, for barbecue grills that just so happened to be sold at Walmart. And that guy's rich. And you're sitting here going, who gets real passionate about that part on a barbecue grill? Well, you know, the guy making millions of dollars is like super passionate about it. But how how did he get that way beforehand? Well, he was probably working in the industry, probably had the data, probably understood the feasibility of the business he was going into, and maybe even had customers lined up. Uh, before he jumped in, that he, he knew the gap better than anybody knew the gap. Yeah, I mean, we all know the oddball. And it's, I say oddball. It's, it's not oddball. It's it's the guy who actually had the data that we didn't have, and it seems like it's a wild thing that he succeeded. It's not wild at all, yeah. right? He, a lot he, of times he did it's the not. study. Yeah, he had the feasibility study. Well, and that and that also goes. Uh, uh, the, the the other piece here is do your research on the competition. Here, here's another thing that happens quite often i have an idea i think it's a one of a kind i don't really do the research out there and i put a lot of resource in in getting down the road on the idea and someone's already done it <laughs> and, and i didn't and i didn't 
I didn't do the work to dig it out. That's right. And find out that it was already done. Well, you be know, careful, guys. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute this to one of one of my favorite shows. This is a this is a Shark Tank 101. Anybody that's ever watched Shark Tank, love Shark Tank, can uh, can can feel the pain of the entrepreneur that has made it on the show, and he's halfway through the pitch, and usually. Usually Mr. Wonderful, Mark Cuban can do this too, but usually Mr. Wonderful on the show. I like Mr. Wonderful. He just hits the pause button and he starts telling you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. (laughs) And he starts telling you about the other three companies that are actually in that space right now. Man, he, he, the guy has so much research in his head. I mean, he's got the research, right? And, and. And the guy that has made it all the way to the show does not, does not have the same research. And then that entrepreneur starts trying to communicate how they're so different. But everybody listening who's not as passionate about it as the entrepreneur understands that that differentiation you're talking about isn't really a big deal. And the competition will crush you like crush a, you the cockroach, like a cockroach, cockroach you are. That's exactly right. Oh, man. I, Guys, listen, watch the Shark Tank. You pick up some nuggets. I know some of this is for 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 TV, but but there's some real things to pick up in those shows. Um, really, really enjoy him. Uh, you know, he's he's he is wildly diverse and wildly successful in a lot of areas. Well, the one thing that that again, I think it's him that he points out is. And and if you're writing your business plan, read it with this in mind. I mean, I think, again, this is an incredible nugget. Is this a business plan that you're writing or is this a hobby plan that you're writing? Because a lot of guys try to turn a hobby into a business, right? Or maybe it doesn't fall in the line with hobby. Maybe it's going to make some money, but it's not going to make a lot of money. Right. That, that's that's usually what he's referring to as a hobby. Well, I, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's a great point. I, you know, that that is why you need to to, to to write and go through the process of creating a business plan, because businesses make money. <laughs> Come to find out. Hobbies do not. That's right. And so I, I, I love it when when these guys bring ideas and and these guys say, listen, that's not investable. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Kevin's the best at this too. Yeah. Like, I love my money, yeah. and I want more of them to march back to me <laughs> than I put out. You know, that's right. And so, guys, you, you bring me something that can actually make money. So, is your business investable? Is your idea investable? Put your put your idea on the Shark Tank. That might actually help you. I mean, put it through that process. It might actually help you build your business plan. Is it investable? Would somebody loan you money to do more of what you're doing. Well, I, honestly, I, and we may have spoke about this on another show. That's very much what we're doing. And that that's very, you know, with our prosecution, because no that's, that's kind of how the show, that's the entertainment part of the show is it's, it's fun to see these guys shoot holes and pick apart these people who are so passionate. Now, every now and then there's a winner, but it, it helps you see how rare the winner actually is by them picking apart and by the way all they're doing especially after you've watched a few shows all they're doing is business fundamentals 101 there's no wild uh you know no, claims no, no. that they're making here Lori grenier on the show is, is is best for this um 
you know, she loves great ideas and, and she loves great ideas that solve problems. You know, are you solving a problem? And, and by solving that problem, is there enough people interested in solving that problem? And is there enough people interested in solving that problem willing to pay you enough money for you to be profitable to solve that problem? That's right. You may have an awesome idea and you've came up with the best way to solve it, but it, it, it can't make money. That's right. It's not a good business plan. So, you know, these, these are all things to consider. We're not here to crush dreams. We're here to, to, to bring the truth and bring reality. And, and the reality is we want, want you to, you know, throw out some dollar soldiers and you want more of them coming back want, than want, went out. want you, you know? to succeed. And I, I think that a really strong business plan along with a self-analysis, a, a, a kind of a self-awareness uh, moment where you can really look at that business plan once it's written and go, you know what? This might be the greatest business plan. This business may work. It's probably viable. It might even be scalable on a national level. But you know the reality is? I'm not the guy to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think if you're okay having that conversation with yourself, then you know, you're know you probably okay putting some dollar bills behind a, a business plan at some point. You're probably mm -hmm. okay uh, moving forward. But if every business, if you're the type, we talked about this guy, if you're the type that, you like every business plan and you think they're all going to win <laughs> because you're in it or because you need it to. Well, you know, that's, that's the guy that I do want to crush that dry. I, I want to throw ourselves in front of that person. And look in our business, relating everything back, you know, eventually here where real decisions get made, real money gets put behind those decisions. It's a pretty good tagline. I should write that down. Real, real money gets put behind those decisions. Um, I hope that for us too. I mean, I hope what March uh, 3rd is for us next week is a decision point where we are bringing all of these factors we're discussing to the table. We're allowing others to get their honest opinions out on the table and we're putting real uh, strategy and real, real business tactics behind it. But in the areas where we need to remove ourselves, we're removing ourselves and we're filling the gaps with people who can actually execute the business plan. I mean, that's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, we, we, we need, probably need to build out the prosecution method because I think it's actually a valid method to test your plan. It needs to be prosecuted. Maybe we need to have a prosecutor on the show. It needs to be prosecuted. Um, I probably could, probably could make that we'll happen. Put that together. Yeah, there's, there's some. My dad would prosecute us. Oh, man. Your dad, I, I, I mean, I. Dan the man. He we'd, we'd probably end up selling him the business for a dime. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Dad. Uh, so let's wrap up the show here because we've talked about, you know, we started the show by, by saying why we did this show and, and, and it came out of us doing a prosecution of our marketing business plan. We're talking specifically our marketing right. business plan because we believe that, that, the cures of the business need the, need a plan and marketing is one of them. It, it is probably by and away the most important one. So um, let's, let's spend a little time in that one because I think that's key to a lot of people. Make sure we're hitting our fundamentals here and we're talking about them. But we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about and this is what's gonna, really going to be prosecuted is who is the customer we're targeting. 
Mm. Who is our I? I don't even like saying who is our ideal customer. I don't even know what that means. Right. Here's what I want to say. Which customer are we targeting? That's what I just said, that that we can get to, we can reach them. Mm-hmm. We can reach them economically enough. They're willing to pay for the service that we're willing to give, and we can make money, and we can do that at a high enough volume to make it worth our effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is our ideal customer. That's who we have to find. And and one of the things that I think we felt guilty of, I think a lot of business owners feel, uh, fall guilty to, is we go spend money without, without really honing in who that target is. And so our money gets washed. It gets washed mm-hmm. away because we have limited resources. So if we're going to spend $10,000, let, let's go spend $10,000 on the customer that we, that, that we actually can execute on, that we can afford to get in the door, that – that likes us when we get in front of them, let's spend it on that guy or girl. And that's, that, that's, that's primary. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it actually answers a lot of questions on the back end of your business. Because if, if you can successfully get a certain type of customer who has a certain focus and a certain interest that you can uh, satisfy, you can check the box on, you can really serve that person at a high level, I mean, that, that affects all of our administrative people, um, the, the new hires. We, we would need to be hiring people that could help serve that customer at a high level. So uh, in this in this way, the, the marketing arm kind of, you know, we've talked about this too. It's the one decision we can make that can make a bunch of other decisions for us, right? Uh, Absolutely. It, it's the real strategic If it works, decision. you know, I, I, you know, one of my old bosses says that sales covers a multitude of sins. I would agree. I mean, you get the sales door rolling, uh, which stems from good marketing uh, and good sales guys and good close rates. I mean, all of a sudden your sins beyond that start to clean up a little bit. Now you got some resource to throw at it. I can't say this and I'll I'll give this to you as you begin crafting this, uh, uh, would we call it like an emoji for now? It's kind of like this cartoon character we're sort, sort of creating. <laughs> is uh, And we talked about this on the rental property hangover in terms of properties, in terms of investing in a property. It's got to be a property you can live with, right? I mean, the idea has to be, um, I, I can't remember who, oh, it's uh, it's Tony Robbins is pretty famous in his business in terms of, by the way, I mean, who, owns that industry for the most part, Anthony Robbins or however he goes by. But his changing, he had a lot of success, then he had a lull. And his reemergence, and he was made more money on the second go-round, more market, I mean, everything went up. And you ask him, well, what was the difference? I fell in love with my customer. I narrowed who they were, and I empathized with them at a high, at a high level which meant, I mean, I genuinely wanted to help this person. I had this person in mind when I started creating all this new material. Mm. And I, th- I think that's a huge part of our discussion next week is what's sustainable for us, not just what can we do, what makes the most money. That's all great, and that's really good in the short term. But, you know, five years, seven years, ten years out, who do we want to be serving? Who do we empathize with? Who do we really understand and whose problem can we solve and that's who we got to go after and and the reality is we have limited resources to pick that so we need to we, we need to know who that is and it needs to be synonymous with who we are 
right? We, we, we can't, we can't fall so far from what gets us motivated to, to, to solve. That's right. You know, and, and so, I mean, rewind back to even the start of my career in real estate started from that very thing. It was, I mean, I was, a, I was in the restaurant business and, uh, it became clear to me in the first real estate crash here in my lifetime, which was at least I was old enough to take part in, which was starting around 06, 07 when um, real estate started declining. And I, I'm, I'm in a restaurant business and, and I see an opportunity to, to buy a rental property for myself. And as I did that, it became really clear to me that uh, there wasn't facilitators out there to help guide and package this process of which is kind of clunky to go find the right property, renovate it correctly, get it rented out to the right folks, collect rents and, you know, kind of own that process. And as I was getting sort of excited about it, uh, people around me were seeing that excitement. I was, and and they were like, what's going on? I'm like, man, I mean, I want to own rental property. Like rental property is 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 my future wealth builder. I, 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 this is what I'm going to get as many of these as I can, right. and I'm going to do it in this way. And people are like, "Well, well, I want to jump on." Oh, you're. You, you, I mean, you're 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 like mm. a magnet. Then, yeah. I mean, it's just people want to be around that fire, man. They 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 want to see what's. Yeah, you're right, and you just can't. Yeah, that's the exact. So point. I fell in love with it. You can't fake it. You and. Can't fake it. And I fell in love with it and was actually, you know, a, a user, quote, of my own product. I was buying the stuff. I was owning the stuff. And then other people want to be involved. And so I, I mean, my whole real estate career was created around helping people I knew to own real estate in the same areas I was owning. And then ding, ding, ding. There's a need. I want to help these people. Sure. There, there are more people out there that need to own real estate, that, that need a trusted resource to do it i left a 15-year career to do it here i am and so part of our conversation is is you know property management oftentimes can can steer you away from the the original you know problem you were solving maybe your current business has moved you away from the problem you're originally trying Mm. to solve Mm -hmm. right without question um, I so think there's a natural drift for most businesses. So maybe part of our conversation, as you discuss, you know, part of your business plan needs to have real thought into what's sustainable because it gets you up every every day in the morning. What 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 gives you this this sense of determination that I want to I want I want to serve this part. I want to create value for someone in this. Well. That's what we have to solve. That's right. And maybe we go back to one of our shows from the past and the big truths. And it was called, what was it called? It was, it was, it's one of my favorite shows. It was the one where you're trying to, you've been in business a while and you got to reinvent yourself. What was it called? Oh, oh, it's the, uh, it's not round two. It's, uh, some, some version of that. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Part two. Well, what was it? You're killing me now. Oh, it was it, one of my good buddies. Shout out to Chris Knight. He he texted me and said I really like that show. It was uh the the, the anyway. Um, we have it. 
We'll, I just can't think of the we'll, name right we'll, now. We'll put it in the description here. <laughs> and uh, and that show was about if you're getting a little dry in your current business, you're getting a little bored, you're getting you're not motivated anymore. Why don't you go back to when you first got started? What got you excited then? What 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 were you trying to solve then? What have you drifted far away from that? Because that that's what. You left everything. You went all in on that back then. It's your first love. Yeah, it was your yeah. first love. Maybe dial back into that right. a little bit. Yep. And maybe that helps you retarget what your sustainability is going to be inside this business plan. Yeah. Ch- chances are that that guy's still inside of you. Uh, absolutely. Keep talking because I'm, I'm looking up you that, gotta, that show. Yeah, up, I can't not have up. that show. Well, one, one of the things that occurs to me about when you find that that light and you like that that candle again you know listening to your let's just be honest if we can for a minute joe listening to your customers problems <laughs> even the prospect you're about to make some money this guy needs your business and or needs you to solve his problem he's got to pay money for it over and over and over just listening to anybody's problems and difficulties oh, becomes, yeah. becomes a chore i mean it becomes a oh, yeah. really another one <laughs> right but if you're if if it's the right target and you know I'm about to put this guy or this this gal into a machine here and we're going to solve this problem you're you're coming into the emergency room but you're walking out of the emergency room right right now that is sustainable i can do that over a long period of time but if i got the guy that comes in to the emergency room and i think you know what the surgeon on call today is horrible you're probably going to die here today, right? How many of those guys can I check in to my ER before I just go, you know what? I don't want to see anybody else die. <laughs> you, you need to go to another hospital if you're going to make it. Absolutely. Uh, we can't be, you can't be that, that ER. I'm really close to finding it. Yeah. I'm really close to finding this The name episode. is on the tip of my Here head. it is. The rebound. The rebound. That's How to get excited about your business again. I highly recommend the rebound. That's that's episode 13, one of my favorite shows. Uh, I think we're in the zone on that one. And, and, it, and it, it actually, again, a lot of these shows are, they're just us inviting you into our conversation about our own that's business. And, we're, uh, and, 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 and in the rebound, we're trying to figure out how to get excited about continuing to do this after 15 years. That's right. I mean, what is it about it? Well, I think in this business plan that we're gonna that we're about to invest more money in and to double down on this business, we need to make sure that's in there. That's a good point. Got to re-listen. I got to listen to half these shows before I write my business plan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, there. seriously, there's some serious nuggets in sure. these shows. It's what we're doing. We're 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 uncovering truths. We're actually uncovering truths during the show. All of our show intentionally by the way audience intentionally is not pre-investigated on google we feel like that that part of the the living room conversation needs to be living and breathing live on the on the air it needs to be real it needs to be real yep. and uh we we do do some research but but every show is not sophisticatedly researched some are i i, I would recommend Fast forwarding the parts of you on the shows, if you're going back and you're going to re-listen all of them, and turn up the volume when I start to talk, and maybe take <laughs> maybe take notes. Clearly, clearly he's he's high on himself. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, I know how to keep that checked and 
keep that in, in play and, and keep him excited. It's got to be a part of the business. He's, he's plan. pretty easy. Just give him a little, little, little boost underneath and say, you're doing a good job, buddy. <laughs> that's all doing I Doing good. Just a little pat on the head. <laughs> so that's the show. It's, uh, the difference in the real business plan and the one you're taking to the bank. I mean, that's pretty much what we discussed. Uh, it's you and your business plan. Is what you called it? You versus your business plan. You versus plan. your business that's plan. Right. So that's the show. Uh, appreciate you listening to the Big Trees of Small Business. We are at yesirent.com. Our other show, The Rental Property Hangover, is a great one as well. If you're interested in uh, kind of real estate, real estate investment, property management stuff, that's a short one usually between 10 and 20 minutes. That was a good one today. What was today's title? We did a really good one today. Don't ask me the title. I don't have that one posted yet, <laughs> but it was a good show. We're going to get it out there, but uh, we had a good time. And, and again, you can get us on any podcast network. We are sponsored by our very own Yes, I Rent Property Management, residential property managers in Atlanta, Georgia, we thank you for listening. As always, please, by the way, we don't say this enough, probably at all. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Share some comments on these on these uh, media outlets. It really helps us get uh, ratings and viewings. Ratings lead to views. Views leads to ratings. Leads to maybe one day soon sponsorships oh. that are not just our very own. Oh. Yes, I rent. Bring them. Right. Thanks for listening to The Big Trues. I'm Joe and Travis. We're signing out. Yes, I rent. Yes, I rent property management.